WHIVLP New Orleans 102.3. This is your good morning comrade for this week. Thank you so much okay. for tuning in. When in your mind, like, because we both know, because we both live here, and I mean, you're from here. I only live here, mm-hmm. but we both live in New Orleans. Think of how crazy Mardi Gras, like, crazy with air quotes, Mardi Gras is. Like, mm-hmm. think of the craziest Mardi Gras like stuff you've ever seen. Sure. Like, Talladega yeah. has got that smoked, dude. I don't know if I believe that, right? Really? No, you will. Yeah, they do. Because it's like it's like it's like being in Fallout. It's like being in it's like being in Bartertown. I mean, it is Alabama, so like it's got that going for it. It's it's there's nothing out there. Like the racetrack, they're really like people camp out there. Like we're camping, we're Mm -hmm. tent camping. Who you going with? uh, uh, Aaron, Aaron and I. Mm -hmm. So we're tent camping at the track, but. It's and it's not like oh wow this is like a mecca of auto of auto racing like you have to like people who you're like oh you want to stay in a nice hotel well you can you can get bussed in we've got a shuttle service two hours from Atlanta that's the or closest Birmingham. hotel or, or or Birmingham that's the closest yeah. hotel yeah dude there's oh. nothing out there look at a map of Talladega like there's just forest and a racetrack a super speedway why they put it there. Because of the noise, I imagine when it was built. I mean, there's just like, and like it's regionally close to you know. Think about it, like Bill France, the the kind of the he he's the the godfather of NASCAR. He pretty much made NASCAR a thing. Um, you're regional to your whole fan base. Mm-hmm. You know, you're five hours from Louisiana. You're like a couple hours from Florida. Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama. Like it's so it's like the it's center like of the world. Re- yeah, exactly. So like the they- track is so sick, dude. It's yeah, so why sick. Is it, what it's makes like, it sick? Well, it's like super long. It's I can't let's see how long let's just Google it real quick. Let's see how how long does it take how long is Talladega uh, Is it the biggest one? Um, good question. I don't know. Um, it's, it's over two and a half miles. It's 2.66 miles. So it's a big circle. Um, it's so huge. And like the track, like the, the, it's banked so high. Like the banking is so high. Like there's videos of people. Cause they'll let you like walk the track. You can drive your own car on the track, like during the week for like uh, 20 bucks or something. Um, they probably make so much but- money with that. Yeah, yeah, you just the only rules is you have to do highway speed. Like you can't go over 70, but they'll let you bring whatever street legal on there. But the banking is so high, like you could take you take a ball and just take it to the top and just roll it down cuz it's how like high high bank Oh, it, it, it kind of like are. it rolls up. So like that Yeah, it's like it's almost like a bowl. It's so insane. And it's it's one of those because it's so straight for so long, it's it's one of the, like the restrictor plate races. Like it's it's one of the reasons. Like that and Daytona are the reason so why what is you have to have plate? a restrictor plate. What's a restrictor plate? 
So a stretcher blade is this piece of metal that goes over the can. I, I don't know what it goes over. Oh, some piece of the engine. Like I, I like stock car racing, but I'm not like a super car guy. I couldn't yeah. tell you what's going on under the hood. But a stretcher blade goes over and and it stops the engine man i'm sorry saying this all wrong it stops the engine from getting like yeah. the maximum amount of like air intake it can it's yeah so it's, it's like it's, 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 it's a reverse turbo uh-huh so what it does is it slows the car down so you can't go over a certain speed okay like you like there's a max speed at talladega or any any course that requires a restrictor plate so there's a max speed you can go and the reason why that is well it's all car racers you're asking why would you want to restrict the speed because at those speeds and at that being at that speed for that long if air gets under there the car will just break gravity it will release drag and just fly in the air yeah like it still happens on wrecks like if a car can get under another car and and put it up like that car will catch air and just go but it used to be that you know the cars were so fast that they would just they would just literally take off like planes so they had to do restrictor plate racing now the the devil's bargain with restrictor plate racing is that okay so now you've got the cars going slower that should be safer right wrong because what happens is is a guy's car can't the cars can't pull away from each other so, so it used to up. be like yeah when Earnhardt was racing before restrictor plate like for example, Earnhardt would be, you know, he he's crazy. He'd be like three, four laps in front of guys. He'd just be lapping them. So you had all this like open room to maneuver. Now everybody's just piled up. Like I, we're gonna see during like, especially uh, the trucks maybe, but once it gets to the ARCA cars, which are the 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 step below the the Cup cars, we're gonna see like if I, I if I don't see at least six wrecks it's going to be disappointing Damn. like it's gonna it's gonna be insane they, they literally call it the big one like it's it's not is it gonna happen it's just when is it gonna happen how many cars is it gonna take out it's it's going to happen there is a good um tony stewart after a race uh, and he Talladega, killed a guy one time yeah there's a good there's a good quote of his it's like oh how was the race he's like it sucked it sucked he goes because he's like he's being sarcastic because he just hates, he hated Talladega, but he'd be like, it's it, the race was way too clean. He's like, if we didn't demolish half the field, because they were like a couple wrecks already, but he's just like, if we didn't demolish half the field, we didn't give the fans their money's worth. He's like, and if half the field's not demolished by the checker, we should just run another 50 laps until like we kill somebody. What a, that dude's <laughs> like, like literally, that, that dude literally <laughs> has no regard for human life. Do you remember when he ran a guy over on like a dirt track one time? Yeah, he I do. He just like straight yeah, up ran that. somebody over. That's that a bad accident. Like he didn't mean, I mean, it wasn't malicious. It's just one of those things you should have never, yeah, he shouldn't have been out there. That Not Tony Stewart, the other guy. Uh, it was totally on him. I guess. To be honest. I shouldn't guess. be anywhere near that. But uh, wasn't it that, uh, just talking about race car drivers dying, um, wasn't it, was that, Talladega that Dale Earnhardt died the original one no no it wasn't Talladega I want to say that was Daytona I think let me make sure because this is important we're talking about Dale senior here yeah <laughs> uh, where did Dale Earnhardt die? I want to say that's Dale Earnhardt Daytona Daytona yeah it was Daytona 2001 um, Daytona 500 in which he crashed into a retaining wall after making contact with Sterling Marlin and Marlin Schrader. yeah he was pronounced dead at the Halifax Medical Center a short time later. Now, now Daytona is another one of those big tracks, right? 
Yeah, it's another one that you have to have a restrictor plate for. Um, they t- that, yeah, it's two and a half miles. Um, so about the same as Talladega. Yeah, just about the same. The, Daytona is like that. Uh, how he died in that was it was so sick. Like in a basilar skull fractured. Yeah, it was just like the hit didn't even look that bad to be honest. Like uh-huh. the stuff that people walk away from, it was one of those ones where it just it it bounced his brain in there like just right and killed him. The the story about that is so sick too because him and his son like Junior were racing at the same time. Yeah. And they were on the same team like uh Dale Earnhardt Industries. <laughs> and he um he threw that when he hit Sterling Marlin, he threw that block on Sterling Martin to get to to get Junior by to win the race. So his last memories are like trying to push his son to the front wow. to win a race. It was crazy. Yeah, that's really fucked up. Earnhardt's I'm sorry. Death. I know we're talking, we're on we're doing radio things. I'm sorry, cursed. Should Earnhardt's note what time seen this is. on a live television broadcast with more than 17 million viewers. Yeah, was highly bad, publicized and resulted in various safety improvements. I mean, if you look, if you look at the, uh, yeah, everything changed after, um, after, after Dale died, like you should, like the way the cars are, all the safety equipment. Um, if you look at a car, like look at what he drove, it's, it literally was a stock car. It was, it wasn't any different than going to get a Chevy Malibu or something like off the lot and just putting, you know, Hoosier slicks on it. Mm -hmm. Um, it was barely different than that, but if you look at these cars that these guys drive now, they're they're so far away from stock cars. They're away. They they are so much away from stock cars to where like the Model T is from like the Mustang. You go in there and you can't like you sit in a stock car. You are in a you're in a steel coffin. Uh, really, a steel and a alum, mostly aluminum coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, because you you can't you're you're locked in there. Like you can't move your neck. Like I, I don't know, we're doing radio, but in the side of your head is just braced. It's entirely. like cushion. Yeah, it's a brace. Like you can't. So you're really relying on your spotters in the tower, because if you're trying to pass somebody, they have to tell you. You know, you're you you got you got three up, three up, high, 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 high. You're clear, 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 so clear, like, clear. Like you had like because you can't look to the side at all. Mm-hmm. So catch me up here a little bit too. I, I, like we're, we're on racing cars and that kind of stuff right. is a topic and i'm just sort of like i didn't mean to go here with today but like i'm I'm kind of fascinated by where we ended up i guess you could say like mm-hmm. like this is a sport that is like literally just a completely team thing it's not like a it's not like go oh, the driver is like the entire thing you have like yes multiple and no. drivers playing on the same side that are like 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 it's almost like stables in wrestling right <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So it is a team thing, but then the drivers are the ones that are going to get all the the accolades, and they're like they're like the quarterbacks of the. But it's like you only have quarterbacks, right? But the drivers is the one that's going to tell the team like what he needs. The driver's going to be like, right, right, right. But we're we're loose, like take it. But the team is everything. A good driver, like my favorite driver is Bubba Wallace, like Daryl Wallace. And he's finally got a decent car. Like he's been like with Richard Petty Motors for so long, and this like they they just weren't they weren't good. And he's just been snake bit for for so long because like his team just kept screwing up. And so now he got a decent team, and he like eked out a win. Well, uh, I, I guess also what ago. I mean is it's not just like one driver. 
It's like you have multiple drivers with multiple cars on the same team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have that, absolutely. If you have like the money to make it happen, essentially. Yeah, and do they want to help each other out? It depends. It totally depends. It depends on how they personally feel about each other. That's um, wild. And and then like the relationship, it doesn't even matter. Those relationships can get formed even if you're not. Um, so like Dustin, Dustin on the trust same Lex team. Luger right now. Like <laughs> no, that's that's honestly that's how it works. It's more like hockey than uh-huh. pro wrestling because like there's the code. Because when in any any kind of event, any kind of thing where you've got guys who a sport where if things get out of hand, like hockey, for instance, you're running around with sticks in your yeah. hand heavy wooden sticks and literal razor blades on your feet stuff can get out of hand if you don't have some kind of like i'm not even talking about the official rules like they literally call it the code it's that you try to injure our star player we're gonna get you maybe not this game but the next time we play it could be three months from now like that's why you'll see hockey games back in old time hockey to where the 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 puck would get dropped and guys would just drop gloves yeah. and just start fighting. Period. The second one, period one, because this is boiled over from four months ago, <laughs> from the last time they played. So and it's like racing is the same way. So if you like let me draft off you and then like I will help you out. But if you if you try to like put me on the wall or you try to you try to come drive way too aggressive on me i'll remember that and when i got a chance to do the same to you i'm doing it my favorite thing about like old hockey and make no mistake like hockey is probably more more watchable now as far as a competitive sport than it probably has ever been but like there's something that was really cool about the fact that there was like always there always used to be like one giant dude on every team who like could barely skate he could barely pick up a stick but he could throw fists like nothing like that's kind of awesome you know like yeah you gotta love that yeah he's an enforcer that was his whole job yeah was to 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 go get take five for fighting um funny you know to keep with the you know the, the sports the show episode, thing talladega has a history of uh of labor history yeah because yeah um back in the inaugural race the um the uh, the the drivers uh had a union and most and like Wait, the most NASCAR of the drivers, drivers had a union mhm and most of the drivers walked off um for whatever reason i'm not describing this well but they walked mm-hmm. off and they had to get like replacement drivers from like lower yes. like lower circuit like drivers and then they also had um they walked off they had a union they walked off and then also the tires were unsafe because with no, this was the first like super speedway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and Daytona were the first two super speedways, and Talladega was like new, but it was rushed and like it was super rough and it was destroying tires. Oh, so that way, like the the it was good because of these high ramped up walls. I mean, I imagine they had a deal with Goodyear, and like Goodyear was making bad tires, and so like a lot of drivers were like, "This is unsafe. I'm not driving this." Good. And Bill France was just like, "Y'all gotta drive," and he's like, "Like hell we do. We're not doing that." <laughs> but yeah, there's like a labor history along oh, with Talladega. We gotta we gotta look into that. That would be pretty. The track cool. is yeah, and it's supposed to be like on Indian uh like indigenous land. So apparently, there's the whole curse. There's a curse. A Wait, tal- hold on, hold yeah, on. there's like a Talladega curse. Really? 
um yeah it's just like that's that's why there's always the big one and that's why like guys just like dread it because it's so fast and and so it's so crazy to almost like the near unsafe until um so the curse is apparently off though obviously i don't believe in any of this this is all nonsense because what happened in the 90s was it was like Seminole, it was Seminole um, Indian land, right? And the Seminoles got pushed down. No, whatever the tribe was that was in Alabama at the time, right? They got moved off their land. They went down to Florida. They became a new tribe. They became the Seminole tribe. Well, in the 90s, there was a driver who... I have the, um, uh, I have the thing up. What's that? I have the, uh, the Wikipedia up if you want me to read it. Okay. So in the 90s, yeah, let me see if, how much of the story I can just off the top of my head. In the 90s, there was a driver who was sponsored by the um like the the this the whatever tribe in Florida. It wasn't the Seminoles. It was like the what I I'm so sorry, indigenous people, but it's something I started with a W. And so they were sponsored by them because they were opening casinos. Well, under improbable like conditions, like no way this guy should have won with that car. Like, but he won. Crazy stuff happened, and he won. That's and awesome. so now that supposedly like relinquishes the curse. I don't. Know. I don't know about that part. But yeah, what do you what do you got? Uh, this is from the Talladega Wikipedia article. Numerous strange occurrences at the track have led to rumors of Talladega being cursed. Stories of the origin of the curse vary. Some claim that the local Native American tribe held the horse races in the valley where the track currently resides, where a chief was killed. When he was thrown from his horse. Others say that the site of the super speedway was once an Indian burial ground. Still, another version says that after the local tribe was driven out by the Creek Nation for their collaboration with the forces of Andrew Jackson, a shaman put a curse on the valley. One of the worst individuals to ever draw breath. Yeah. Andrew Jackson. And the Creeks. So, like, one of the things that was, like, worse about Jackson is, like, he would find... Native American tribes that would essentially like go to war and fight against other Native American tribes because they Awful, weren't dude. they weren't like united in any nope. kind of like meaningful way. It was very, very federated or not even federated, but like it was like that group there hates that group over there, and like you just divide and conquer, right? Awful. So since the construction of the track, many unusual events and untimely deaths have fueled the rumors of a jinx or a curse. In the 1973 Talladega 500, NASCAR Rookie of the Year Larry Smith died of massive head injuries in a solo crash, one that was reported by commentators as a heavy hit, but believed by no means bad enough to be fatal. Later in the same race, Bobby Isaac parked his car and announced he was quitting racing. Yeah, because he heard voices in his head. (laughs) He did not participate in another race for the remainder of the 1973 season. I forgot about that. Something told me to quit. I don't know anything else, uh, anything else to do but abide by it. At the time, that's so of- rational. That's so rational. Yeah. If I was doing two hundred miles an hour, like one, I mean, that's an insane thing to do. Just and like a voice in my head told me, "You need to stop this car right now." <laughs> I'm pulling into pit row, and I'm done. I'm done. No mas. No mas. It's over with. At the time of Isaac's death in 1977, friend and colleague Ned Jarrett told reporters that the reason Isaac parked his car in Talladega was because he had heard a voice that told him to quit. That's what? Yeah, dude. So I'm at the curse track, and I'm driving 200 miles an hour, and the voice in my head is like, you got to stop. 
yeah, you got you kind of have to listen to that voice. Yeah, you got to. That you have to. That is freaky deaky. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. During the 1974 yeah. Winston 500, Penske Racing crewman Don Miller lost a part of his leg in a pit lane accident. Miller was helping service his team's AMC Matador, driven by Gary Bettenhausen. Another driver hit the car in the pit lane, pinning Miller between the pit wall and Bettenhausen's car. In the Talladega 500 a few months later, 10 of the top 11 qualifying drivers found that their cars had been mechanically and elaborately sabotaged the night before the race. (laughs) What? Yeah. While while most of the damage was quietly repaired before the race, the culprit was never found. Oh, man. That is the crime of the century right there. Yeah, do they mention the guy too? I, I don't know they if it was more. Talladega. Yeah, uh, I, the guy who just like nobody knew who he was, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm a NASCAR driver," and just like he drove like three laps and got out because he was like, "What?" No, I don't. know. Yeah, keep going. I'm gonna try to find that guy. In the 1975 Winston 500, Randy Owens, brother-in-law of Richard Petty and crew member on the family team Petty Enterprises. Uh, was killed in an air tank that exploded in the pits. Holy crap. To some, Bobby Allison's wreck in 1987, described above, was yet another reminder of the curse. In 1993, his son, Davy Allison, died in a helicopter crash in the infield of Talladega. Damn, that claimed two generations of Allison men. Oh, my Lord. In 1996, Automobile Racing Club of America President Bob Loga died after a traffic accident in the parking lot. <laughs> ARCA Damn, team owner James Hilton was killed in a highway accident following the 2018 ARCA race. 22 years and one day after, former ARCA president Bob Loga died. And the last entry is Legend of Hallow Dega. A comedic short film about the Talladega Jinx was directed by Terry Gilliam and released in 2010. In a similar vein, YouTuber Emp Lemon released yes. an hour-long analysis of the Talladega. It's a really good movie. I mean, a good YouTube October video. You should watch that. Really Maybe good. we should watch it on Twitch or something mm-hmm. it's later. It's really good. But that's the uh, that's the uh, that's at least the Wikipedia entry for the the curse. Maybe we can get more into it on the. Uh, no. Um, so what I was thinking was there's this guy, he called himself, uh, LW Wright, And he just showed up in, uh, in 1982 and was just like, Hey, I'm a race car driver. And they were like, cool. Cause I was like back in the day, you know, you could do stuff like that pre-internet. And, um, I'm trying to see here, but I'm reading off the Wikipedia. Right, da, 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 da. let's see, what do you do? In 1982, uh, William Dunaway of Henderson, Tennessee, contacted a Nashville newspaper to promote a driver named L.W. Wright, who declared he was entering the Winston 500 with Music City Racing, claiming to be a 33-year-old driver with um, 43 NASCAR Bush Series national starts. Uh, Wright was announced. Wright also announced country music artist Merle Haggard, Waylon Jennings were to sponsor his teams. And to participate in the race, he submitted a check worth $115 to NASCAR for a competition license. Although sanctioning body officials were skeptical of his background, right to work laws. This always <laughs> goes back to labor. Um, required NASCAR to allow him to race if he could pay for the license and $100 entry fee and provide a 
capable car. As part of Music City Racing, Lord Barber and Rick Wright, Wright also applied for permits. Blah, 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 blah. Wright approached uh, B.W. Terrell, head of Nashville-based Space Age Marketing, for assistance in buying and sponsoring a car. In addition to thirty grand to purchase the vehicle, Terrell gave him a semi-truck trailer and $7,500 to cover expenses. He eventually bought a Chevy Monte Carlo from Sterling Marlin. Sterling Marlin's always involved in it. Yeah, Sterling <laughs> from, Marlin is everywhere. From twenty thousand for twenty thousand seven hundred. That's, cool, that's a cool name, by the way. Oh, Sterling, Sterling Marlin, Marlin rules, is a very dude. cool name. You can watch him. He's gonna. He's on NBC. He's gonna be. Um, he's gonna be covering the race. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Um, I'm probably not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, you should definitely watch it. Right. In, uh, it's in on cash, Saturday blah, and on blah, blah, Sunday. Blah. It's on Saturday and on Sunday. It's on Sunday. The the big race. So there's racing on Saturday and the big race is on Sunday. Well, I'm gonna be watching but football. Any, but anyway, don't even talk about this, guys. I mean, yeah, watching... they tried to find. They tried to like do arrest warrants for this guy and everything, and they never caught him. No, like he just drove like three laps and got off the and got off the track. That's awesome. Hilarious, because he, he was going away? so slow. How do you get what? away? Is my question. Like, how do you get? He out just of there? walked away, dude. He just walked away. He yeah. just went into the pits and just walked out and walked out of the arena. Later. So dope, man. Apparently, a guy on his deathbed had like been like, "I'm the guy." Yeah. But sure all right i would do that too nah that's too dangerous i'm gonna do so you, you to, guess no, no, to, no no like on your deathbed you're just like yeah, oh yeah yeah me. yeah absolutely absolutely me. i was i was totally yeah, i guess somebody killed i did the cool move that uh where i <laughs> where i just like pretended to be a racer for a little while and just stopped <laughs> so cool now we can just run that we can just run that race that um we can go do the can't get by you over in um over at the track here in the, in Louisiana in New Orleans. Yeah. Where is Race that, that um Where is it at? It's out there. You know where like the um it's out there in West Wego. Mm-hmm. And um what you call it? Not I keep wanting to think what's the YouTube channel? Not Donut. I can't remember who does. But they do the um 24 hours of lemons. So you can just take any car and as long as you've got a roll cage and like the safety stuff, like you can go drive. Nice. It's so dope. It's pretty cool, dude. Um, but yeah, um, what's been going on in the in the world besides? I mean, we've already burned through what forty minutes of just race car talking. Race talk. I like it. I mean, I have some thoughts about what's been in your head. What's been kicking around in your head um, the last twenty honestly, minutes of our show? Not that much has been kicking around in my head. I just like curious as to why people are mad at Lizzo. I don't care about that. You don't care about that? Like, apparently no. she played some Sorry. Kind of flute or something like that, and everybody's just mad. It's just cultural Nobody like, stuff. Because she's fat. Because she's fat and black. Okay. And fat fat black, black people shouldn't shouldn't be famous. They shouldn't ever be seen or heard, I guess. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. That's their cardinal sin, being fat and black. Like, I don't I don't really care for Lizzo, but, I, I mean, mean. I don't give it. What? I like the idea music. of anybody being like, this is dumb pop music. Like, well, why are you mad at thing, her? You're mad at her because she's fat. The interesting thing about like a lot of this culture war stuff is that like people feel like they have to care about it. Yeah. And it's almost like a like a social impulse to do it. And I'm just sort of like, I don't know. It's <laughs> it's just like a reason to just like fight socially that doesn't yeah. have any actual stakes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. It's just team sports 
garbage oh. on both on all sides and i don't mean like i'm better than that stuff because there's so much dumb stuff oh, that yeah. kicks around in my head i'm not better than anybody else who like follows you know that kind of stuff but at some point i'm just like okay that's I mean, enough like, way, this is uh, it's not even like that's enough it's like okay this is obvious bait yeah like this yeah, is yeah. obvious bait and i'm not i'm not i don't i don't really care i don't care what ben shapiro has to say about lizzo <laughs> like i don't i don't give a shit what he has to say about things that actually matter you think yeah. I care about like what he has to say about a pop star? I don't. Well, I guess the funny part about when you come up to when you talk about like him specifically <clears throat> is that like yeah. he is supposed to be, and this is why. And again, like this is probably like boring stuff or whatever. But like he, like all he does is talk about how like the the left is a bunch of snowflakes and facts don't oh. care about your feelings <laughs> and all this other stuff. But then everything that ever happens ever, he just decides to cry about it. You well, know? that's what fasc- that's what that's what and I don't say this lightly. That's what fascists do. Like you have to have an enemy at all times. You have to you have to complain about things that don't concern you that yeah. don't have any concern to you at all. Like even even if their assessments were 100 percent right, like if they were factual, then it they still it still doesn't matter to them. Like it still does not affect their life. And I, I bring this up because I was just talking to this about my wife the other day because. I feel like we have a lot of candid conversations about stuff like she's a social worker. You know, I do leftist activism, I guess, if you want to call that or what they talk is. about this stuff on the radio and you do. Yeah, but like, I'm just like, so we, but we like, have conversations that we wouldn't tell. We wouldn't tell people about because they just wouldn't be taken the right way. But I'm yeah. going to tell you and all the, the random all, people listen to this. Yeah. You know, all of our lovely listeners of the, who we love one of the conversations, but I hopefully it'll make sense. But so we, we talk of stuff about like, she has, she's a social worker and she has trans clients. So we talk about stuff like, you know, um, talk about trans issues and like the difference between sex and gender and all that. And you know, the stuff that like our audience already knows about, you don't need to school on that. But my point is with a guy like Shapiro who, who will like rage against like, let's say for example, trans people, like, cause that's what's popped in my head. He'll rage about that. Let's say, let's say we lived in, in reality where Ben Shapiro was a hundred, everything they said about trans people, sex and gender are the same thing, blah, blah, blah. Like you can't like in a million years, they're going to dig up your bones and you're still going to be whatever sex you were, whatever, whatever they're talking. I'm sorry. I'm cursing up a storm. Yeah, you are. But you're making me edit a lot tonight. I know. I usually don't do that. I'm usually really good. But, um, let's say that a Ben Shabibo was a hundred percent, right? Right. Everything he said was a hundred percent factual. So give him that. The things he's ranting about do not affect his life at all. No. Even if he's correct. Yeah. So it's like you have to be mad at it for absolutely no reason. Yeah. Like if somebody chooses, like if, if everything, this, this, with the trans thing. So if everything he was saying is correct and, he's, and people who are trans are just delusional, they're just living in their own reality, they're just like, okay, what, what does that have to do with you? Absolutely nothing. Now, none of the, what he says is correct. It's all wrong. So that's even on top, you're ranting about something that doesn't affect you, plus you're wrong. And plus the facts that, like, like there was a really, in, like, I say interesting, like, very loosely right. here, but there was a case of um, Tucker Carlson, like, talking about some teacher who's apparently trans who, like, has, like, giant breasts. Some one weirdo. Like, the one, one weirdo that, that somebody took a, a picture, uh, uh, a video of. And yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I know that's going to, like... I feel like, 
we we get a lot of people who listen to the show, and I know I, like I know I make them mad by calling that person a weirdo. But it's just like they have to find the 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 wildest example of all time, and then and to hold that up and be like, this is this is this is the this is Joe What's Byron's. Going What's going on to America? What's happening to Reality. our What's happening in teachers in our schools? And this person was like a a, a, a shop class teacher, yeah. and like a, they may have had some kind of like issue with their like. I don't know if it was like like actually they had gotten like these gigantic. Like, it just doesn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But like this is like the focus of like this is something that only happens. It's in Canada, by the way, not even America. Which like oh really? I didn't say I didn't even know that. It's like just like like right o- right across from Niagara Falls. Um, but anyway, um, like yeah, this is sort of like one of those sorts of things where it's like look at the degeneracy and degrading of our culture right. or whatever. And like we have to like have some kind of a moral panic. I, I, somebody asked me just the other day, like, what's it like being a teacher right now? And I said, you know, um, it's really like difficult because like there's like you know, first off, the job is like a lot of work, and it's like like very thankless. You get like not a whole lot of support for people, and also there's this like emerging moral panic that's popping up that literally mm-hmm. is just like teachers are corrupting and trying to like sexualize and destroy our youth or whatever and it's just like at the same time you'll see like you know people throwing their hands up and like they're like wondering huh why can't we get people to become teachers in the year 2021 it's because it's the we, point right yeah uh, the, why would you want to do this job point. where you're just going to get brutalized day in and day out and just get treated like you're uh not even a parasite but like like the great Satan or the children of the country that it's like the number one threat destroying them. It's, it's, it's wild. Yeah. That's the point. The, to break it is the point. Mm-hmm. So it can be like, Oh, it's broken. So we have to totally just privatize it all. Yeah. We need to do, um, we need to do charter schools. We need to you do know what? I'll even go on a limb. And you know, if you really want to talk, like not you personally, but if these people want to make hay about that person mm-hmm. looking crazy in a middle slash high school, if that person can come to that school and, and do a job and teach these kids how to like teach a shop, shop and look, shop and look crazy like that and look like that with these savage high school and middle school kids, God bless them. Yeah. You don't think God bless getting- them brutalized they, by they, the kids they will drag you every day <laughs> these kids man you remember what that was like like you came Bro, i live it every day like kids just roast yeah, exactly. each other all they, day they all the time like kids all they know like how to do say, is drag you kids will just say like the most like literally the meanest thing they will like the kids at my school just come in and just straight each other straight up call each other slurs like all yeah, day yeah. <laughs> i'm not even joking <laughs> Uh, you think them kids care about a referral? Yeah. They don't care. They, you know, they're gonna do the dozens on that lady <laughs> all day long. They don't care about. Oh, you're a simi to the. Oh no. oh no. Not in school suspension. Yeah. Not with all my friends. Please don't throw me in the briar patch. You're oh, listening no. to WHIVLP New Orleans one two point three. It's Good Morning Comrade Jeff and Robert. Very relaxed show today. We're just kind of like you know it chopping is. it up. I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I guess for the last couple, we got what? Oh, half got hour. Minutes left. Huh? We got half hour? Dang. All right. But um, I guess uh, I didn't want to talk about Ukraine because I'm like, that's stressing me out bad. All right. Let's talk because, about Ukraine. Let's change the tone of the show dramatically. Well, it's like either way it goes. Uh-huh. The thing about it is either way it goes, it's – I don't think it's going to be – I, I no can't dub. see any – There's no dub. Huh? There's no, no dub. I can't see anything good coming out of it. 
because it's weird if you just said, you know, we're going to see, we were going to see Russia, like the end of Russia twice in our lifetime, like a complete sea change. Like that, that's, that's like a crazy thought. And like the Soviet union, like went away and now Russia is going away because I don't see how this is going to turn out good. Like I'm, I'm super, I'm super spooked out with you know all so the what's poor, the latest young... what's like the latest that's going on in russia well all the poor young people are just running for the board all the a lot all of the, refugees the, the, if you're under 50 they're running for the borders and the borders are about to be shut down and then they're like and the reason if you... the reason for that is because they don't want to get drafted into yeah they don't want to get drafted if you military. try to protest the war they they not only they just don't jail you they like round you up and then push you to, and then they put you to the front lines, which is like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe like, what are you going to do? Give your adversaries, like you're going to give political adversaries weaponry mm -hmm. and push them into combat. That's crazy. Um, the annexing of, uh, of these little uh, breakaway States with this like sham vote is crazy. Um, I just really, I'm, it's really kind of keeping me up at night because I'm not even talking, and, and I'm like, I'm not even talking about like nuclear war. It's just like the economic toll this is taking, the societal toll on the Russian and Ukraine people. Maybe you just shouldn't invade other countries. This is not I'm good. totally against but invasions. I guess my main, okay, so here's my main thing, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of our listeners and, and viewers are not watch they don't watch cnn fox whatever but i i take in a lot of normie news media at my yeah, at my job but like most people watch that stuff yeah but the the narrative that i've seen come out of the western media is that somehow this is they don't want to be sympathetic to the russian people because they're like well why didn't you stand up to your government and stop yes. the and stop the war and why all didn't this. You, and, why didn't you kill, and I'm like why didn't you kill baby Hitler? And I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, excuse me? Like I, I would love I, I need if you're gonna make that kind of statement, newsman on, you know, MSNBC or CNN or some idiot on the con in the comments of a YouTube video, I need to I need you to show me your whole resume of how you um how you protested and went to jail over the Iraq war and also the Afghanistan war that lasted 22 damn decades. Like, I'm sorry. I just see so much, so many parallels with America, with Russia. That's what kind of like is freaking me out because they were fine. It's not even that they were fine with war. It was, it's like the in network where the mad prophet says, you know, just, your world gets smaller and smaller and, and you know, you just want to be left alone with your steel belted radials and uh, your TV dinners. And that's how like people in America feel. And that's how people in Russia are the same way. Like we put up with so much here. Like, why isn't there, why isn't there a revolution in America? Because socialist revolution, so many people are mad at this. And I'm like, because the mass singers on tonight, that's why dude, because Talladega is this weekend. Like we, we kind of have it too good to where we just, we've made the silent deal, the same deal that the Russian people have made of just like, we don't care government what you do. We don't care if you run Guantanamo. We don't care if you, if people who signed up for the military get killed in Iraq and Afghanistan, just leave us alone with our PlayStation five and our Twitch and our, you know, 
and our mass thing and and we'll just kind of toe the line and that's the same thing the russian people did until they started until they started coming for the average everyday russian person and be like you got to go die in this in this pointless invasion and well, now that'll people, get people are fired like, up oh right? i didn't they're like i didn't sign up for this like, I, I was letting y'all do whatever you wanted to do and now you want me to go do it no go hire more go go get more mercs from the wagner group like don't 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 look at me i'm just your average everyday russian citizen and we have the same mentality here in america and that's that's my point is like i don't want to hear this chastising of the russian people it just it it really it really irks me i'm like what did you want them to do have like a violent overthrow of of the kremlin i'm like that'd be super cool in minecraft but like that's probably not going to happen so it's like the same the same thing here it's i, I mean if it, if it happened it would be cool but yeah again the expectation like again it's it's like expecting like like why didn't you punch out god you know like right. what's going on here why, why why didn't you do the impossible uh and again like it comes along with this like false notion of like democracy that we have like why don't they just vote harder and like vote mm -hmm. out you know, like, why don't they just vote out Putin? Well, but Putin has completely and utterly um, gamed the system, much like the Democrats and Republicans have done here, so that the, there there's almost like no alternatives to to the the, the essentially ruling parties in Russia, right? Right. Um, right. And you know, the do you remember of, the idea of democracy? Just let me finish. The idea yeah, of democracy is see is sort of used as a cudgel against just regular Joe's, you know, Joe Schmoes, you know, or Vladimir Schmoes in Russia, mm -hmm. you know, sorry if that was do racist you, against Russians. No. Do you <laughs> remember my rant from a couple years ago that we did on the show? I think it's even, I think I even uploaded to TikTok. Um, do you remember my rant about how I was like, oh, when I'm emperor of the United States, I'm bringing back the draft? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Because that means it's going to actually hit people in a way. I don't know if I yeah. necessarily think that would be a good thing, but I do think. No, it is a good thing. Well, and I, it's a, I mean, that's, that's the exact reason why we don't have. That's why we have selective service here yeah, yeah. and not the draft. That's exactly. Right. The, the situation that's going on in Russia right now is the reason why we don't have a full mobilization draft. Right. Because this, that situation where people are running to the borders, people are out in the street ready to do violence against the state is the situation that we would have had here. From we would have not been in Afghanistan for 20, 20 years. I can right. tell you that right now. If we had a draft, yeah, I mean, we have no way we would have been in there for might, that long. You, you might be right about that, uh, honestly. Um, I mean, if I was president, I would bring back the draft, and that's why. And I would say this is why I'm doing it. So when the next time somebody wants you to go die for some stupid reason, you you can be like, Nah, I'm not doing that. Man, and just, you can break you can break the war machine. That's, I mean, that's the reason we don't have one. The neocon meltdown would be palpable. They learned that. I mean, they learned that from Vietnam. Yeah. They learned this is this is Russia's second Vietnam now. We've already we they, they're just catching up with us. We've had two. I mean, we had the okay. Vietnam. Really, Korea, we've had three. Korea. Really, we've had three. We had Iraq. We got. Honestly, we got four. We got Iraq. We got uh, Vietnam. We got Afghanistan. And we got Korea. So four. That's 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 enough. So we got four. So this is this is Russia's second Vietnam. Yeah. Where they they've got they they just Afghanistan and now Ukraine. Catch up, rookies. I know. But yeah, they they I'm just 
you know, and to get it out there again, I've, I'm glad that you don't hear a lot of the dumb dumb left. But just one more time, because I'm sure somebody. Are you, from the are you dumb, talking dumb about left, the MAGA communists? No, not even them. <laughs> I mean, just like the 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 kind of um, Jimmy Dore like sycophant type guys. Um, but That's the yeah, MAGA communists. Yeah, you, yeah, Ukraine is not a is not a utopia. Um, NATO is not great. But what's even worse is um, the unprovoked invasion of sovereign nations because you don't like what what clubs they run in. Like that's that is worse than both NATO and Zelensky. Sorry, I'm sorry to break it to y'all. <laughs> it's like yeah, invasion of sovereign country bad. Yeah, I'm I'm against that. Um, yeah. Though I would say that NATO inv- invades sovereign countries very often as well. Um, but that is not to equalize or excuse any of the fuck of the stuff that uh, that Russia has done here. That is not a, a justification for that at all. NATO can be bad, and Russia can also be bad. <laughs> Two things can be true at once, you know. Um, so uh, we got. Um, have you paid attention at all to the uh, to the elections that were recently held in Italy? I know they have a fascist, and I have not looked at the elections because they depress me. So I know that yeah. they have a fascist in office now. So. Yeah, fascism is on the rise in Italy. Um, that's me. basically, I mean, there's there's definitely like more to it, but like the thing that alarms me about this is that. So uh, first off, um, there was a you know coalition majority that was won by the far right. The 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 biggest party was called Fratelli d'Italia, like the Brotherhood of Italians or whatever. And uh, the leader of that party, who's in co- going to be in coalition with um, Silvio, Ber- Silvio Berlusconi's government, uh, who is sort of like a hard like a hard right sort of like neoliberal type party. Um, essentially, because of course the neoliberals and the and the uh, the fascists are going to be palling around together. That's just how it works. Um, but like the these Fratelli the Italia people, these Brotherhood of Italy people, are like literally running around talking about how they're the political descendants of like Mussolini. Like they're doing oh the God. close the borders. They're doing like they're they're. They are in the birthplace of fascism, and they're just like, "Hey, we're bringing it back. We're bringing, we're bringing sexy back. We're bringing fashy back." And that's sort of like something that's like alarming. One, like, and also like, not only are they the political descendants of of um, Mussolini, like Mussolini's granddaughter is also a part of this group in this party. Like, <laughs> it's it's wild what's happening right now in Italy. No, it's really awful, and this is what happens when you know capitalism breaks down. Yeah, um, it's the people are going to be like, well, we're going to do socialism, or we're going to do fascism, and people are choosing up. That's why we say this all the time: uh, the middle cannot hold; it cannot. Yeah, there is no middle. There is no centrism. Yeah, it's not Pick a real aside. thing. It's not a real thing. Like the cent- like the centrism move is literally just like choosing the slow road to fascism mm-hmm. as opposed to any kind of anti to that. Uh, so yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Nailed it, brother. Um, that, and then also, um, 
I don't know if you've, I mean, I'm sure you've been paying attention to this because a lot of your old hometown just got clobbered by another hurricane. Well, luckily it missed. Yeah. Um, it missed my, it missed my parents. Let's talk about no. it. Let's talk about Hurricane Ian. Yeah. Um, it wobbled and missed it was Tampa a, it, Bay. Did it hit as a five? No, I think it was a four, but it's like one mile an hour off a of five. But the yeah. thing is like, yeah. So ever since Tampa, Tampa Bay has not been hit by a, like a hurricane of any significance since like the seventies. It's in a pretty or? solid spot. I mean, like in the, on the yeah. like inner thigh of Florida a little bit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Katrina was supposed to hit um, Tampa St. Pete and it, it turned and, this was and it turned and so it missed but honestly it's it's even worse though because where it cut across how it cut across inland it's it it, it hit the poorest people in the state yeah. like people like you think of you know stereotypical like florida man living in the middle of the state you know trailer parks and stuff like that stuff that cannot survive and, and those kind of winds like that's that's who it it hit it's going to be it's gonna be bad for a long time. It's like millions of people without power right now. But and this is I'm so sorry for all the happening. people whose like path it was in. I really am. I mean, I, I'm sitting here like glad it missed my parents, but I, oh. that that storm was real bad. I was real worried. Yeah, and it it also kind of always feels um, one of those storm when one of those storms does hit somewhere else. Like like we were kind of like on obviously when a storm gets in the Gulf. Uh, New Orleans usually has its, you know, 48 hours of freak out just, you know, when you're trying to figure out where this thing's going to go. We were never, like, seriously plotted, like, in the whole, like, path of this one. But <laughs> you never know, right? Right. No, and, for sure. Um, and then all of a sudden there's just sort of like this, phew, like, thank God that's not hitting us. But then, like, if it's not hitting us, it's going to be hitting somebody else. And it hit, hit, hit you know, panhandle area pretty bad or was it panhandle or like central florida um central yeah so you know shouts out to all the people out there um i know i had a couple of friends that uh checked in said that they were they were okay out there and uh i know there's a couple of um efforts i know that there was a sort of a special meeting for the, the dsa mutual aid working group shouts out to them to kind of like find ways to coordinate a response out there because uh, we know the government's not going to do it in any kind of timely fashion. No, we need um, anarchism. We need mutual aid. Yeah, I mean, you can call it anarchism if you want. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> just people helping people is what's important yep. right now. Well, I mean, it's it's literally without state action. It's yeah. anarchism. So. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Uh, last couple things. Uh, this was something that I... Uh, well, two things. One, well, now let's just talk about it, this one um, because it's Halloween time almost. Uh, yeah, we're hitting into season. we we had like some really nice weather hitting. Uh, it was actually like chilly almost today. Um, you know, probably in the seventies or so. Uh, so you know, it's really getting to that time of year, mm. and uh, you know, with with Halloween coming up, the Denham Springs Police Department. Uh, wants you to know about this very important message. Are you ready this for This came it? across to my email at work. Are you ready for yeah. this? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead. With Halloween fast approaching, please watch out for these. And it's just a picture of, like, pills. 
please watch out for these. They look like sweet tarts, Skittles, or some may look like bubble gum. They are called rainbow or Skittles fentanyl and can be deadly. They can also be disguised as other favorite candies. Please play, please, please pay close attention to your child's candy, especially at trick or treat time. <laughs> It's just no like giving, obviously no drugs is. that are like on this picture that are here too in the Denham Springs Police Department. Thank you for that, Denham Springs Police. No um, one is giving away drugs that cost actual real world money to children for <laughs> for fun. Have you, when you were a kid, did, were, did your like parents or like teachers or whatever tell you like just look out, somebody might be putting razor blades in the in the uh, and the you know candied apples or whatever? No, we always had the. Um, we always had the, oh, that's how they get you. The first hit's free. They're just going to give you Drugs. some crack. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Don't you sell crack? Like, like why would I do that? Why would you give away? No, nobody's doing that. And it's weird how they had to go to Fitno now. Yeah. Because, well, because I remember last just, year was like... last year was edibles, which like the edibles, like marijuana edibles make more sense. Yeah. Because they package like... I, I honestly I don't like that um some like these these edible people package their edibles and like to look like Candy. not food that doesn't have marijuana in it. Yeah, I I don't like that. that well, that's it's because, the same. Well, that's because that's because like they're more like they're being sold in stores now, right? Nah, I mean in like shops, like yeah. at dispensaries and not stuff. Not like not like in a corner store or whatever, but like. But there being yeah. there, there's like a marketing side to it, right? Yeah, absolutely there is. But I just don't I don't like it at yeah. all. I don't like the idea of like it could get mixed up with yeah. um, normal food because you're gonna have that in the house with kids or whatever. I, I hate that, and it's like the same thing. Like fabul like it's not even like a moral thing. Like fabuloso, I hate that too. Like you know what fabuloso is? Uh, like the cleaner. you don't know you don't know enough Latin people. So that's like the it's like cleaner. It's 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 cleaner. That's what we but they use put in my in, house. Okay, cool. So they put you then you've seen it in the jug. It's the same jug like Sunny Delight comes in, and it's like all these fun colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got like, the, don't I get, do I get that. The green. I get the green. Yeah, don't do that. I want to drink it. Should I drink it? No. Don't drink it. Okay. The, the other thing that's very funny about this is that like, of course. The Denim Springs cops had to say it was fentanyl because, like, that is the scariest, scary drug that, like, um, that cops just flip out over now. Yeah, like, if a like, cop thinks about fentanyl, they die. <laughs> they just think about it. That's so, it's like, have you ever seen, like, the videos of just, absolutely. like, cops freaking out over fentanyl? It's so awesome. It's like, choose, choose, the, choose the visage of your destroyer. And a cop just, like, who thought of fentanyl? And then they just all die, you know? It's like the giant fentanyl man. Yeah, like like a cop would just like somebody has like a little tiny like they do or they don't have like a little tiny like thing of fentanyl on them, and the cops are just like one person starts like flying down and starts like convulsing like he's having a heart attack or something. Oh, <laughs> like these videos so of fake. cops of cops and fentanyl are incredible. I don't know why they got to lie like that. Like drugs are like drugs are bad. You don't have to lie. That's the problem. That's always been the problem with drug education. To be honest with you, Just it's like people lying to people. So you get kids thinking like, well, the problem with drug education is like, and it's changing obviously, but you know, they'd be like, well, marijuana will make you have grow a third eye on yeah. the back of your neck. And then when that doesn't happen, the kids like, well, what else you lied about, about everything else. Yeah. So let me put this neat. Let me put this, 
dog food in my arm. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. The truth like has to be what it is because that's the only way that you can. Have yeah. Trust. You need to be like yeah. very meticulous about it because, again, like once you once you get caught on on like one of those lies it's just like oh exactly so now i don't believe anything and then and then they'll say like marijuana is a gateway drug or something like that and like obviously there's downsides to like smoking weed or whatever right like yeah, there obviously there's downsides to it but like the fact that it's probably like this is sort of my own thought I and mean, you can like maybe correct me on this one if i'm wrong but like Part of the reason that marijuana might be a gateway drug or whatever is because that's the first one that people try and where they figure out, like, all of the lies are lies. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. That's exactly what I'm saying. So, um, anyway, so you're going to Talladega this weekend. I am. Be safe. Gonna... Be careful. Uh, yeah, have a good as time. As soon as I get off this call. What's up? So I'm going to pack as soon as I get off this call. Cool. Uh, tell Aaron I said hello. Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, I'm going to be at, you know, doing my normal stuff. I had a birthday this week. That was pretty cool. I know. Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? You didn't. Oh, I, I, I had didn't to find you. out through Facebook. I'm sorry, man. Well, we, like, it's we didn't all right. do anything. I mean, we, we, well, well, you're going to be out of town, so it doesn't matter. That's fine. <laughs> you're going to be in town. The Bengals are still up by two, and yeah. they're going to lose this game. Oh, the game's on? Yeah, they're going to lose so bad, dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. I can't believe they're winning right now, honestly. like I, I'm a Cincinnati fan, so that's why I they they can never win. Yeah. But, um, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, All right. Uh, we're going to get out of here, but thank you so much, everybody, for, for listening. Uh, this has been Good Morning Comrade on WHIV LP New Orleans 102.3. We love you. Bye bye.